Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, welcome to a new podcast with the Believe Network. This is Believe in Nuggets. We have uh, myself, Asher Levy. I am a writer for the Denver Stiffs. I have covered the Nuggets this season. You can follow me on Twitter at Asher Levy NBA. And my co-host uh, and fellow Denver Stiff that's going to be co-hosting with me for the foreseeable future is Gage Bridford. Bridgeford. You want to just tell him a little bit about your writing, what you do? Thank you for bringing me in, Asher. As as Asher mentioned, uh, I am with him over at denverstips.com. I've been covering the Nuggets now for, I believe this is my fourth season covering them in some capacity, the past three of which have all been with Denver Stips. You can find me on Twitter at GBridgeFordNFL. I understand that that makes no sense on an NBA podcast, but I cover NFL and NBA and just about everything in between uh, over there. Cool. Uh, so today we are going to be looking towards the future of the Nuggets playoff run as we are going to be previewing the Nuggets and Warriors first round series, what we think will happen, what we would take betting wise, what, you know, just the general vibe of things. And we're also going to be covering just some small Nuggets news, starting with the fact that uh, Faku Campazzo has received a one game suspension for the incident involving Wayne Ellington. Wayne Ellington was fined about $20,000. And that will be all we're saying on that front because, yeah. And the slightly bigger news, but also the same thing we've been hearing for months on months, is the fact that Jamal Murray might play in the first round. He might not. Malone uh, talked with news reporters earlier today And he said he's not closing the door on a Jamal Murray return. However, he is leaning more towards being doubtful that Jamal Murray is coming back. And that's kind of been the general vibe of things for the last couple of months. What's your read on that, Gage? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm expecting here. I think that the... Do I want Jamal to come back? Absolutely. I think that he is a fantastic player. I think that he gives Denver a much better chance to win, but I'm also realistic to the fact that if he was going to be back, he probably would have been back by now. I think that he's probably got a mental block and the fact that he's not been able to get back on the court during the regular season. I don't know if he's necessarily going to want to be back out there during the playoffs when the lights are the brightest, when every all eyes are on him. And he's probably going to be a little gun shy. I think that he is going to need to get hit and get knocked down. And I think that he would probably rather do that in a controlled environment than do that in the playoffs where if it goes, if it goes down, it goes down. There's just, there's nothing, there's nothing to protect him there. There's no, Oh, well, we can give him easy minutes here because you know that being the competitor, the competitor that he is, he's going to want to be out there as much as possible. So I think that it's probably going to be, a no-go for Jamal. I doubt we're going to see him at any point until uh, next year. If he comes back and looks great, awesome, but I'm not counting on it. Yeah, and I also think coming back in a series against a backcourt as loaded as the Warriors have is not something that the Nuggets or Jamal would probably want his first uh, action back uh, to be. Like, this they're facing the team that it happened against. And if he were to come back in the first couple of games or game five or seven, then it would be happening 
in the place where he tore his ACL. And to a certain degree, that probably just isn't good for the mind. And I just wouldn't, if I'm a betting man, I'm not betting that Jamal Murray plays any minutes this series. And Malone also mentioned that MPJ is behind Jamal in rehab. So it's even less likely that we would see Michael Porter Jr. play in the series. So in all likelihood, the Nuggets are going to be facing the Warriors with the talent that they've had throughout the rest of the season. And with that out of the way, we can get into what the Nuggets and Warriors series is going to look like, what our expectations are. And one thing I want to ask first things first who do you expect to be the better player in this series Jokic or Steph Curry Jokic it's Jokic is the better player right now I think that Steph Curry does a lot to warp defenses and get them to move the way that he wants them to move but Jokic is he's about he's on track to win his second straight MVP he has proven time and time again that it doesn't really matter what defensive matchup you throw at him outside of the Orlando Magic, that he can master it. He makes everybody on the team better when he's on the floor. There's a reason that every single player's net rating with him outside of, I think, maybe one player is positive, and they're the, he's got a better two-man rating with everybody on the team than pretty much anybody has with anyone else. He is also going into a team or going in a matchup where – I think he's got a huge matchup advantage. You have Kavon Looney at 6'9", 222 as your starting center. This is the first time in Looney's career that he's played the entire season. And he's not even a traditional center. At He's only 6'9". He's on the shorter side. He's kind of that Al Jefferson style where he's really short, but he's just making it work. And then if the, if the Warriors do try to go small, that means they're going to try and put Draymond Green at center. Draymond Green is 6'6", 230 pounds. That, that ain't going to cut it. I don't care how good Draymond is. I don't care how healthy he is. I think that Jokic is going to have whatever he wants in this series. Yeah, I think that I agree with you on all that, all of those points. And I also think that efficiency-wise, speaking, efficiency speaking, Jokic is scoring is on par with prime Steph Curry, like 2016 unanimous MVP Steph Curry this season. And add on top of that, Jokic's passing, which Curry is not a bad passer by any means, but uh, Jokic is probably the best in the NBA, and Curry just isn't to that level. I think both are going to be very, very good because neither has a matchup for them on the opposing team. Steph Curry, the Nuggets answer for him is going to be, in all likelihood, Austin Rivers. And as you pointed out, uh, Kavon Looney is probably going to be starting the series on Jokic, whether they make the adjustment to Draymond on him or not. I think that Jokic is just going to dominate within the arc as he has been all season. A big question with Jokic is his three-point shooting, which has been very, very poor the last couple of months. But if it comes around like it usually does in the playoffs, then that's another dimension where he can just torch the Warriors. And I just think that Jokic has been the better player this season, and I don't see why that would change in a playoff environment where Jokic has proven that he can elevate his play time and time again, whereas Curry is, you know, he kind of maintains his level of play. He doesn't exactly elevate and he doesn't degrade his play. It's about the same as regular season. And I just think that Jokic, you know, 
better player. Moving on from that, um, who do you expect the Nuggets' X factor to be? Who do you think is going to be, outside of Joker, the most either hit or like miss player? The player that, you know, come in and will make or break the series for him. I think it's Will Barton. Um, will Barton has had stretches this year where he looked really, really, really good. Like I remember at the beginning of the year, I thought that he was going to be able to push for a possible um, all-star spot. I thought that he might be able to push for so like this. It just, he obviously you can't push for any awards because he's not a sixth man. He's not coming off. He's not coming off the bench. He's not a most improved player type candidate at this point in his career. But I thought that he looked extremely good and I thought he was going to be able to do something more with that and build on it. And then he fell off and then he would have a flash here and there. And then he fell off again. And then there was long, there were a long stretch of time where it was Jokic and Aaron Gordon or Jokic and nobody. Will Barton is the guy that can make and break this series. Cause I think Aaron Gordon's going to have a good series no matter what, because I think that the Warriors are going to try and go with their three guard lineup of Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry, assuming Curry is healthy and active. And Aaron Gordon, I think, can body up any one of those guys if he wants. I have loved seeing him down in the post this year because he has done a very good job when he's been down there, when he's been going towards the rim being aggressive rather than settling for jumpers outside, similar to Jokic. You pointed out that Jokic's three-point numbers have struggled mightily over the last couple of months, but at the same time, he hasn't needed to he hasn't needed to focus on shooting threes because he's been so dominant inside. He shot 58.3% from the field this year, 33% from three. Not great, That's, but I'm not super concerned about that because I sit here and I look at everything he was doing inside the arc, and that's what matters to me because I want him going to the basket. In, in April, he went two for 13 from three, but he took 102 shots total. So that means 89 of his 102 shots were inside the arc. On, so that means on non-threes, he went 61 of 89. 61 of 89 in the month of April, and that's, mean, and that's with a game he didn't play. That's 68.5% from the floor. That's pretty good numbers. So I'm not concerned about the three-point stuff. I'm not bothered by that at all. But Will Barton is the guy that I have my eyes on. He's the one that I'm paying attention to. And I am very well aware that if he comes out and he has a good series, I think that Denver can absolutely hang with Golden State for a full series, if not beat them. Because because I, I I don't get why I see like I see Denver as the underdog in this series pretty much everywhere. Yeah, I don't get what what other people are seeing and what they're missing. I understand that they don't have Jamal Murray. I understand they don't have Michael Porter Jr. They have Nikola Jokic, who what well, he doesn't need the three point shot to fall to have a good game. We've seen it, and he's going to dominate whoever you put inside. Yeah, I think that. I, I disagree with you on I don't see why the Nuggets are the underdogs. I think the Nuggets are the underdogs in this series. Uh, spoiler for later in the podcast. I meant more, but not necessarily like pure gotcha. underdog. I meant I didn't. I think it should be closer okay, gotcha. than it is. Is more what I was. Getting. Yeah, I I could I could agree with that. I think I think Barton is probably one of the two players I would pick as the X factor. For reasons you mentioned, like he has gone from near all-star levels of play earlier in the season to being a player that anytime he got on the floor was struggling at certain points in the season, especially defensively. Defensively, he was a wreck this year. He was dying on screens regularly. He was getting blown by. He was not paying attention enough off ball. 
and it got to points where you just like Denver's backcourt is not good defensively. The only like positive defender I think is Austin Rivers. Can we agree on that? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like I think to if you look at Denver's backcourt healthy cuz I think healthy Jamal is also a positive defender, but right what they have right now is Monte Morris who he tries, he really does, but he is just too small to really put up much of a fight uh, in defensive situations. He dies on screens, off ball, you know, just the same deal as Barton. And Bones is a rookie point guard in the NBA who he's really, really fun on offense, really good on offense. And over the past couple of months has arguably been one of the Nuggets, like second or third best players. But defensively, he's not there. And Bryn Forbes is... If you've watched a single Nuggets game, you know what Bryn Forbes is. And Austin Rivers is going to be guarding Steph Curry in all likelihood. So that leaves Will Barton and Monte Morris with likely Klay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins to start the series off. Or Draymond, or if they want to put Gordon on Wiggins, which they did in the regular season. It will be an interesting thing to see how Barton plays. Because offensively... You look and you can see flashes of him still being good even later in the season. And he did come back a little bit to end the year. He he really hit his low spot in like late February, early March. And since then, he's been on a slight uptick. And, you know, he can play make he a little bit, but most of his like offensive juice comes from shot creation. It comes from his ability to just be able to let Jokic take a possession off. And those are going to be big in the playoffs because Jokic is going to have a bigger load than in the regular season. And you could see Jokic getting tired at points in the regular season with the load he was carrying. And he's going to be having even more work to do in the playoffs. And being able to let Jokic just take a possession or two off is going to matter a lot. And if Barton can free Jokic up for that possession, if he can you know, just be able to create his own shot, do his own thing for just a possession or two. That'll be a big deal. But my X factor I'm going to go with is going to be uh, Bones. Bones Highland has really stepped up (laughs) since March, since the All-Star break. He has averaged since March 1st 14 points a game and 4.6 assists a game on like 66% true shooting, I think is what I remember which he has been just ridiculous from three, from a playmaking perspective. He has really reinvigorated the Nuggets bench, which at the start of the season was arguably the worst in the league and now is not great by any means, but is like at least an average bench. And a lot of that has to do with Bones and him growing into his own role and being able to take over the bench point guard spot And really just thrive where he was not getting minutes before. He is really reliable rotation piece now. And he is going to need to play well in order for the Nuggets to not get absolutely torched uh, in the bench minutes and the non-Jokic minutes. And that is because Jordan Poole is going to have a field day with the Nuggets bench. He is going to absolutely eviscerate any 
player that the Nuggets put on him from the bench, whether that be Bones Highland, whether that be, you know, whoever, because Devon Reed was probably the only player that the Nuggets bench had that could keep up with someone like a pool. And they didn't convert Devon Reed. So that leads to situations where Bones is going to have to almost match Jordan Poole in production probably throughout this series. And overall, just he'll have to step up and play like we saw in March and in April because without a reliable enough bench to not get blown out any time that Jokic sits for a minute, the Nuggets will likely lose the series due to the Warriors having such a better bench overall. That's my pick for X Factor. Yeah, I absolutely can't fault you there. Um, Bones is a very interesting piece. Uh, I I do respect the Austin Rivers callout because I think that Austin Rivers is the perfect type of player to go at Steph just because I think that Austin is the type of guy that he's not going to shy away from the, the big name. You're, we're not going to have to worry about that whole issue where it's, oh, he can't handle the big name in the big moment. I think Austin Rivers doesn't care. We've seen him. He'll go at anybody. We saw, I know we briefly mentioned Faku earlier, who was obviously suspended for the first round. We saw Faku last year in the series against Portland. He was just an irritant to uh, Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum the whole series. I think that's what Austin Rivers will have to do against Steph in this matchup here. The pool thing does scare me from the standpoint of, when he gets hot, he is just like Clay and just like Steph in that the guy is going to pour in points in a hurry. They do have a deeper bench than Denver does, but I also understand that in the playoffs, the benches don't matter nearly as much just because you're going to play your starters a lot. I don't care what the um, uh, like what the Cavs did the other night with Darius Garland barely playing, but like I think there was an eight-minute stretch where Garland was off the floor and you're in an limit or you're in a Single game, playing game. You're, yeah. Well, it's not single game for them just because they were the yeah. they, they were the seventh seed at the time. But it's you're in a game like this. You're gonna give an eight minute rest to your best guy. Yeah. And you're already trailing. I don't. I didn't agree with it, but it's not my coaching decision to make there. So, bone the bones versus pool battle will, will be one to watch. It'll also be interesting to see if pool cracks the closing lineup and they go with the pool Thompson. Wiggins, Steph, and Draymond, or if they try and stay big, obviously with Jokic on the floor, mm-hmm. they can't really afford to go too small, but they might just go small no matter what. Yeah, I think that if they do go small, they're going to give Jokic a hard double. I don't see a world in which they allow Jokic to be in single coverage against a small ball lineup. And if that is just, you know, the the strategy against Jokic, then it'll come down to Denver's shooters to make shots. And Jeff Green is going to need to shoot well, or at least cut well. And he's definitely cut well, but he has shot like 31 and a half percent from three this season. And over the last 15, he's shot 39 and a half percent, but that was on very limited attempts, 1.6 a game. And I don't buy Jeff Green being a good shooter. Aaron Gordon has shown decent shooting games at times. And, you know, him and Jeff Green are like, you don't want them to be able to like completely shoot wide open. But also if you're going to take a shot with them, those are the shots you want them taking. And I would not be surprised to see the Warriors try and force the Nuggets margins players to actually, you know, fill in in that 
scenario, I wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets went with their own three-guard lineup of, say, a Monte, Barton, Bones, Gordon, Jokic lineup or something like that because Monte Morris has shot 39.5% from three this season. He's done a wonderful job playing off of Jokic in those sort of scenarios. Same with Barton. He's been a great shooter this season and especially off of Jokic passes. And Bones is obviously, you know, that's his calling card. That's going to be where he punishes people the most. And then Gordon, you just kind of throw out there and he is great at creating rim pressure, running inverted pick and roll with Jokic, doing all those sorts of little actions. And especially on defensive end, he is someone who can fill in margins for under, uh, under defensive lineups. And I think if that that's probably a scenario that's going to play out because Jokic as great as he is, is only one guy and the nuggets are going to need other players to step up and they're going to need just people to fill in at the margins. They're going to need people to knock down the open jumpers. They're going to need people to, you know, cut. They're going to need people to just be able to do things without Jokic doing literally everything on the offensive end. And that's where the real questions come in for the Nuggets. And like with the Warriors, they have Klay Thompson, they have Andrew Wiggins, they have Jordan Poole, they have guys who can do stuff outside of Steph, even if Austin Rivers is able to, you know, deter Steph a little bit. He Steph is still going to get his, but also even if Austin Rivers deters that, they still have Clay Thompson. They still have Andrew Wiggins. They still have Jordan Poole, guys who can get their own buckets. And the Nuggets are going to need players to do the same thing for them. And that's where Barton and Bones kind of come in. Monte Morris is someone who he is someone who is going to have to do a lot of the same thing. He's going to need to knock down the open jumpers. He's going to need to be able to play make. He's going to be able to need to leverage situations outside of a Jokic double. And a lot of that will play out in the series and we'll see how the Nuggets handle that. I think that some of the guys will handle it well and uh, I hope all of them do well, but we'll see who does and who doesn't. Moving on from that, we'll we'll wrap it up by just who who's your pick in this series and how many? I have Denver in six is what my series pick is. I think that Denver is, I understand that they don't have the deepest team, but as I said, I don't think the depth matters nearly as much when you get to the playoffs. I think that it's more about your stars. I think that I, I trust Jokic more than I trust Steph right now. Steph, ha- Steph is a great player. We all know that he is the greatest shooter of all time. I'm not taking arguments. If you want to bring them to my Twitter, I'm going to shut you down immediately. Steph is the greatest shooter in the history of the game, and it's it's not it's not a close thing. I understand maybe if Ray Allen and Reggie Miller played in the modern NBA, maybe they would be the greatest shooter of all time. But guess what? They didn't. They don't. They're not. Steph Curry had a down year by his standards, only shot 38% from three-point range. For his career, he shot 42.8%. So just to like put that in a quick perspective, ignoring the five games he played in the 2019-20 season, the last time that he shot below 40% in his career from three was – Never. It has never happened. He not not once, not his first year. Never. He has never shot below forty percent in his career. In fact, he's never shot below forty-one percent. 
prior to this season, other uh, excluding the one, the five games he played in the 2019-20 season. Yeah. I think that he is one of the greatest shooters of all. I think he's the greatest shooter of all time, but I think he had a down year. I think that this team is not quite gelled. I think that even if he comes back, I don't think he's going to be 100%. I don't think Clay's 100% yet. Draymond's back, I think, is still giving him problems. And I think that, 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 like I said, stars carry you in the playoffs. And I think that the three stars for Golden State have some pretty big question marks lingering over them. I don't think Golden State has an answer for Jokic. I think that he's going to be able to get whatever he wants whenever he wants this whole series. And I think that ultimately, while it may be a few close games, I think Denver is able to close it out in game six at home. I am going to... I, I've thought about this series long and hard, and I agree with a lot of your points where I trust Jokic the most of any player in the series. And Golden State is banged up. They are like they are a deeper team, but as you mentioned, depth matters a lot, a lot less in the playoffs. The playoffs is where the stars thrive. It's where the teams with the better stars win. And I am going to take the Nuggets in seven. I would not be surprised if the Warriors won this in six or seven. And maybe, maybe this is just a Nuggets hopeful in me. But I am going to take the Nuggets simply because Jokic is going to be the best player on the floor. I also think that Aaron Gordon and Bones are going to play well. I think they're going to step up and I think they're going to have good series. I think Will Barton is going to... Maybe not wow people, but I think he will be solid. I think Monte Morris is reliable enough to where you can just trust him. You don't need him to do anything too out there. He's not going to like put up an egg, though. He is going to be the Nuggets rock, and especially in crunch time, he has big game as like one of his nicknames for a reason. He hit a game winner earlier this year. He is someone who has never shied away from the moments, and I th- I would not be surprised if Monte Morris hit a dagger for the Nuggets in this series. I am going to take the Nuggets in seven, and I think that Jokic is going to. Here's here's a here's my prediction for Jokic averages. I think he's going to average thirty point triple double in this series. I would not be surprised if we saw like some all time sort of playoff performances from Jokic in this in this playoff run because that is going to be the standard that he's going to be held to in the likely event that he is the back-to-back MVP because so far he is leading in the MVP race and it doesn't look like it'll be, you know, a, a contest. It looks like Jokic will win the MVP in that scenario. He's going to be held to all-time great standards and he is going to have to play like an all-time great in order to win the series but he has not shown a single reason to doubt that he will be able to do that. And I think that the Nuggets supporting cast will be solid enough to the point where the Nuggets can pull this one out. Yeah, I will say I'm not quite there on the triple-double thing, but that's more to do with the supporting cast than it is with him. Uh, As we've noticed pretty much all year long, when he's missed out on triple-doubles, most of the time it's due to a lack of assists because guys can't hit open shots. It's not been a thing that it's his fault. It's been a thing that his teammates just can't hit his shot, can't hit the shots when they have the open ones for him. So I, I, I think we're both on the same page. We think it's going to be a longer series. We don't think Denver's going to just like go in here and sweep them as an underdog. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just, 
I think we'd both agree that that would be just a stunning thing. If you, if Denver won in four games, I would be absolutely shocked. Yeah, I would be I would be like pinching myself to check if it was a dream or not, like if they won in four or five. And I think it goes the same way the other direction. I see a lot of people picking the Warriors in like five. And I think that Jokic is simply too good to go out in a five-game series in the first round. Now, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if the Warriors did win in like a six- or seven-game series. I think this is going to be a very close series and a very fun series because the Warriors are a great team. They have a good defensive scheme. Draymond Green is one of the smartest defenders of all time. They have the greatest shooter of all time. They have one of the, like, probably the second best shooter of all time as well. And also Jordan Poole has put together a very nice season for himself. Andrew Wiggins put together a good season for himself, even if he didn't deserve the All-Star nod, in my opinion. But they're, they're a very good team. They're he didn't deserve team. it, but there was literally no one else to give the spot Yeah, to. like... It was one of those situations where he got it and he was putting together a phenomenal season up until that point. He struggled a little bit after that, but you know, you get what you get. And uh, the Warriors are a fantastic team. I wouldn't be surprised if they won, but I think that the Nuggets star is going to shine brighter. Yeah. You mentioned that this is going to be, you expect it to be a close series. There has been a whopping one point between these two teams in four games this year, that is the point differential is golden state plus one. And that is all because of their, in their one win, they won by 12. And that was in catching Denver playing their fourth game. What was it? Their, their fifth game in six days or fourth game in five days. It was one of those. And it was the game that got rescheduled after COVID and injuries and everything else had to back the game up. Other than that, it's been nothing but close games. It was, a seven-point Denver win, a three-point Denver win, and a one-point Denver win, and then the 12-point Golden State win gave them the positive point differential. So I agree. I think it's going to be a close game or a close series overall. Yeah. Uh, this should be a very fun series. This should be just another good series that has Denver fans pulling their hair out at how stressed they are. So, uh, but that's it. Wouldn't be Denver basketball if Denver fans weren't all pouring the hair out. So yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the Nuggets if Nug Life did not happen at least a couple of times. So any any final thoughts before we uh, skedaddle out of here? Uh, no, you can uh, you can find all of my work on my Twitter at Bridge for the NFL. Uh, I do a weekly column covering the uh, Nuggets from a film perspective. It's called Film Friday. I've been doing it for uh, about two years now. Uh, it comes out every Friday morning between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Eastern time. Um, but I and it, oh, it's on DenverStips.com. I always just tell people to go to my Twitter for any of my other stuff because it's just it's all going to be in that spot. It's just easier to save you guys from searching all over the internet for it. Uh, and I'm just uh, Asher excited to start this journey with you, and hopefully uh, we get to do this podcast for a little while longer during the uh, actual part of the season rather than the off season for the Nuggets. Yeah, I sure hope to be able to continue game coverage rather than off season stuff. But in the event we don't, you can find all my stuff at, as I said earlier, uh, Asher Levy NBA. And I do draft stuff. I do Nugget stuff for stiffs. And, you know, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me uh, wherever. So, yeah, I look forward to recording more, and we should have a couple more episodes coming out after a couple games in the series. But for now, thanks for listening, and we will catch you on the flip side. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.